Hello and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 6-1-2015. Um, hi Alex, how are you this evening? Uh, very busy. Very busy. <laughs> There's a shocker. Yeah. So I'm just going to stay quiet and let you get right to it. Okay. Um, okay. Well, if uh, anyone has been paying attention to the uh, social medias, uh, we just, within the past hour and a half, updated a call to action for Kansas. Um, actually, the Senate is currently debating an amendment to a budget bill. Um, I don't have the bill number handy. I was actually just listening to it. Um, but uh, there is a uh, 20 cent per milliliter tax on e-liquid that's being proposed in this amendment. Um, and uh, this is happening as we speak right now um, and uh, could likely be voted on tonight and uh, move on to the House tomorrow. Um, so we have a call to action up for that. Uh, people in Kansas should be uh, on alert. This is moving very quickly. Hopefully we can mount a substantial consumer pushback to this tax. Um, like I said, this is happening right now. It, 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 from what I understand, from what I was just hearing, they've kind of taken this amendment and broken it up into three different parts, and they're voting on each part individually. So we are um, sort of in the we're in the third part, the other provisions total. If if I am understanding all of this properly, um, there's also a uh, cigarette tax increase in here. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, I can get this done fast enough that I can listen in. Okay. Uh, I'm also following this on Twitter. Um, hashtag KSLEG, Kansas Ledge. Um, <clears throat> so, lots of stuff going on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that is Kansas. Um, the other thing to report mm -hmm. um, House Bill 2546 in Oregon has been officially signed into law. Um, this includes vaping in the state's Indoor Clean Air Act, um, and there is currently no exemption for vapor shops. Um, there's some other, believe it or not, more disturbing provisions in this new law um, that, That's scary. That, didn't, that I don't remember when we first issued a call to action for this. Okay. Um, originally, this was just a, um, a ban on indoor use and I think prohibiting sales to minors, which we don't oppose sale, you know, prohibiting sales to minors. But right. um, So one of the things that I saw this morning when I was looking at this, by the way, this happened on the 26th. Okay. Um, so this was, uh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong month here. So this was last Tuesday when this actually got signed. Um, the, let's see here, it's in the first section, and uh, the thing that really struck me was, uh, if you read this in line, <clears throat> it is unlawful to distribute, sell, or allow to be sold an inhaled delivery system 
if the inhaled delivery system is packaged in a manner that is attractive to minors as determined by the authority by rule. Uh, and this, I believe, is the Oregon Health Authority. Um, I have the actual bit of the state code here. So, like, plain packaging for e Well, who knows? Uh, I guess that's kind of up to an unelected body to figure that out. Um, I, I don't exactly know how the Oregon Health Authority derives its power, but uh, I'm assuming that they're the ones that would be making that determination. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it, it, I guess the, the, the law is pretty clear. We're talking about packaging. Right. Um, but who knows where that will go. Um that, that could very well mean that, uh, that we're, we'll be talking about flavors here pretty soon. Um, so yeah. that's, that's kind of a new twist. I, we haven't, uh, I don't think we've seen that codified yet um, at the state level. Um, Oregon's, so. Oregon's pretty terrible. Um, just the way they write their laws on nicotine is pretty bad. Yeah, Oregon has really turned out to be uh, kind of a mess. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what it. I don't know what the problem is with the West Coast uh, up until now that sort of enjoyed the status of being, you know, that laid-back section of the country. But um, I guess that's dissolving pretty quickly. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, unfortunately, that's what's going on in Oregon. Uh, there was another bill that was changed over the weekend. Uh, I believe it was SB 663. I actually have to go back through all of my various message inputs here. Um, let's see. Somebody actually released a call to action for this. Yeah, Senate Bill 663, which was a, a licensing uh, bill. Okay. Um, I, I honestly, I got this late Sunday. I think you sent me a message as well. Probably. Uh, um, I really didn't have much time to, to put anything together. And to be honest, this is from a public hearing slash work session at 830 in the morning today. <laughs> So I, you know, I kind of don't really know what much we could have done besides get the word out. Um, but it, it really, I think, begged some analysis. Um, I know that it was a licensing bill. Um, it didn't look on the surface to me. I could be wrong about this, but it didn't look. It, everybody has to kind of get a license through the uh, alcohol um, control board or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but there seem to be separate licenses for it just it, my part of my soul dies every time I have to say this inhalant delivery system retailer, um, <sighs> and <laughs> you know, God. but it's it's a separate license from tobacco as far as I understood it. So at least there wasn't that kind of conflation. Again, this all deserves a bit more scrutiny than what I'm giving it here. Um, uh, but, the, you know, the other thing was that there is sort of this proximity 
regulation that you can't be a thousand feet. You have to be more than a thousand feet away from, you know, a school and so on and so forth. Um, but to be honest, I, I think that Oregon's got some bigger problems to worry about. And of course they're now law. Um, so, uh, and I, I think that this bill might actually, I think there's a potential that this bill will carve out an exemption for, uh, vaping in vapor shops. I'm not sure. Um, so kind of a mixed bag in Oregon, Mm -hmm. um, an unfortunate mixed bag. So those are the two big legislative things I've got on my mm-hmm. list right now. I'm, I'm certain there are more um, things sort of slowed down last week. Obviously, I think there were a lot of places uh, that were in recess because of the holiday. Right. Um, I know that the federal, at the federal level, lawmakers were, were in recess. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually something to bring up um, so last week, because of the holiday, all of your federal lawmakers were home in their districts. Um, we weren't able, I, I didn't have the foresight to put anything together to encourage people to schedule meetings, um, but we will have this opportunity again, um, I believe, I'll have to research this, but there, obviously July 4th is a holiday. So there are other sort of week-long recesses, and uh, I would like to develop something to put out. It's nice to have kind of a leave-behind sheet um, okay. that you can you can bring with you, uh, and uh, it's a it's a good opportunity for people to schedule you know FaceTime with your lawmaker, which mm-hmm. is by far the most effective way to communicate with folks. Um, so uh, just in the future, look out for that and, and be prepared to, to participate. Um, other organizations have sort of put together some, some uh, materials for people to go and talk and leave stuff behind. So um, right. obviously I'd like to adapt that to our issue. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't the FDA have a workshop today? Yeah, there was a pretty interesting workshop. Carl is Carl Phillips, our um chief scientific officer is uh, in attendance for today. And I think he's sticking around tomorrow. I think he's actually on a panel tomorrow. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Um, so Carl was live blogging on our Facebook group, um, which was somewhat interesting. Uh, I, I can't even really call this stuff entertaining anymore. I know that the first, the first part of the morning, it seemed like it was somewhat productive. But as the day drags on, they just sort of trot out all of the. You the might, yeah, you might want to go check out the that live blog, um, just because we talked about plain packaging and that issue seemed to crop up. Yeah, and you know, and it's tied with um, some other stuff. Um, it tied with some advertising and. Uh, advertising practices and um, yeah there's there's a movement afoot to rein in and call out uh, I guess that would be the other way call out and rein in uh, manufacturers or retailers that are I guess for lack of a better term that are, would be 
you would be suspecting them of marketing their products irresponsibly, in other words, to kids. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to do all of this without being very specific as to what was yeah. said, who said Oh, it, I, and so I know, on, me, so. me too. Me um, too. <laughs> but it's, it's a very interesting conversation. It's one that needs to be had, but it's very, very delicate. Um, you know, I, I th- think some of the people talking about it perhaps shouldn't be. You know, um, I think it it comes to a a larger issue of if the government regulates my competition out of existence, then I will be the last man standing. Uh, And I have a I I have a problem with that. That's that. I think that's horrible for consumers. Yeah. And it's it's a bit disingenuous. I I mean, I I think certainly it's a valid conversation. Like I said, you know, I, I think everybody wants to kind of understand this whole concept of what is marketing kids Um, and of course you know if anybody thinks that they're going to get a leg up on all of their competition by throwing everybody under the bus just remember that flavors are considered marketing to kids Mm -hmm. so when you when whoever ends up at the top of the the pile here Mm -hmm. um, just Remember that a lot of these, you know, if you open that door, um, (laughs) there's this flood of regulation that's being held back right now that will inevitably wheedle down the market to things like, you know, we could be left with, you know, vanilla, something horrible, tobacco, and menthol. I mean, I I think it's going to, I don't even think we're going to have vanilla. I think they're going to say tobacco, menthol, or maybe not even menthol. Because I know they really want to remove menthol from the market, and they keep trying to equate vaping with smoking. So, and we might be left with some really just nasty tobacco flavors, and that's yeah. it. And and that's. Uh, so I, you know, I, I would prefer. I I don't want to discourage people from having this conversation, but I would rather encourage folks to have this conversation a little bit more quietly. And mm. if you're, if you have to say something publicly, um, please be a, a lot more thoughtful about it. Um, you know, and even beyond the, the marketing to kids discussion, um, there is this general trend. Uh, I think that would be redundant. There is a trend of people <laughs> in, you know, on the consumer side and in the industry side, to kind of, it's like this attempt to adapt all of the anti-smoking rhetoric that we've heard over the years to somehow support vaping. Um, and, and it's, you know, like I said, there is a huge potential there to kind of shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, we, we really don't get anything by throwing other tobacco products, other nicotine products under the bus. It's just you don't. Uh, it's it. You just make a bump under the bus, but eventually the bus is going to back right up over you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I I know what you're talking about. I, I was either in transit or at work uh, when that discussion was brought up. I'll have to mm. go back. I believe the video is going to be archived somewhere. Um, well, that's going to be an interesting says, watch. Uh, the, yeah. the discussion is available in our Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. Um, 
speaking of other tobacco products, um, I it, I have to be a bit careful in, in recommending this next piece, but I think it deserves a mention. Um, yesterday was World No Tobacco Day, uh, which is an event. You can't see the air quotes, but it's an event uh, <laughs> sponsored by the World Health Organization. Um, and we should put air quotes around that, too. Uh, the, the World Health Organization. <laughs> I put the quotes around the health. Um, and um, so a, a, group of, a group of guys got together and did a YouTube broadcast. Um, I, I know we don't normally mention, uh, we don't put our name behind any vendors or anything. So um, it's, uh, I'll just refer to it as the World Tobacco Harm Reduction Day. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll link to it in our description of this. Uh, it, was, uh, it was very good. I saw the video after they dropped the video last night. It was very good. It, it was good, and it's good to see uh, some people from the vaping community on the same screen as some, some names from the snooze community. Um, and it was a very good discussion, and mm -hmm. there was a lot of very useful information. And I would highly recommend anybody who's coming into the vaping advocacy uh, who wants to understand more about the overall tobacco harm reduction advocacy to really to check this this video out uh, there's uh, they, uh, they had to try very hard to not make this into kind of an infomercial for particular products uh, mm -hmm. which again I'm struggling very hard to not mention names here um, mm -hmm. but I, I can actually mention one name which is Swedish match um, mm -hmm. who had went through the whole uh, modified risk tobacco product application process. Um, which was something that we have blogged about and uh, are supportive of. Um, and, of course, that whole process has uh, potential uh, implications for uh, e-cigarette regulations coming down mm -hmm. the pike. So, um, again, it, it's, it, it's very interesting to see new vapors come into the advocacy space and not, uh, not embrace the kind of smokeless tobacco uh, aspect of the whole tobacco harm reduction discussion. Um, yeah. And so I, I would strongly encourage everyone to, to check this out um, uh, and, and, and become more educated mm -hmm. about, about the overall. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, the broader your base is, as far as advocacy goes, the broader your base is, the larger your base is with the larger number of people who might be interested in various things, the better off you are in the end. You will have more people speaking for you, and so will they. Um, and um, that that was really what I took away from that, and I thought that was really, really positive. I, I enjoyed seeing that very much. Yeah, I, you know, I know that uh, I, I think... Uh, I want to say Larry Sanders is his name. Uh, he's a blogger on, on snooscentral.org, and um, I, I think he's been very outspoken about uh, the, the tobacco harm reduction application you know, of, of snooze. Um, and a, you know, a lot of the, the whole the whole tragedy of snooze is that you know it's it hasn't really caught on here in the states, and it's illegal everywhere in, in Europe except for Sweden. Um, yeah. And for those who don't know, it was so important to Sweden that they almost, you know, they told, I guess, the EU is like, look, we're not joining your little club if we can't have our product. But 
Right. You know, you either let us keep our snooze, so we're not coming to your party. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it, it's it's a very it's a, it's a very interesting history, and um, I uh, it just it's it is kind of curious to me to see that uh, you know we if we could get the passion from the vaping community and sort of duplicate that into the snooze community. Um, I, I think we would be a, a very formidable force uh, in, in, in the policy making. So I think people don't know what's coming. I think they don't know a tsunami's coming. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. And again, you know, snooze is, is such a subtle product. Um, mm -hmm. There are no there are no snoozing competitions. Um, there is a very you know the the collector aspect of snooze is uh, again it's sort of you know how much do you like to have the empty snooze cans around? Um, it, it's uh, but it, it is it's a very interesting product. I, I've I've come to enjoy it quite a bit. Um, yes, sir. And. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a bit afraid of you know potentially moving to Canada in a few years, where apparently like you know the tax of importing the stuff for personal use is excess, exceedingly expensive. Um, so I'm sort of worried about that. Um, yeah, wait, you you need to remind me to show you the YouTube channel about the guy who like grows his own tobacco and like makes his own snooze. Which is really interesting. That's that's really interesting, and that's I'm kind of afraid in a way. That's what the government is going to force a lot of people into with yeah. some of their over the top regulations. So um, there's always that, and um, maybe that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I have a uh, Senate or hearing, debate, whatever, to listen to. Okay. Um, so I'll probably end up cutting this short. All right. Uh, you, uh, well, I, I should, of course, throw in the, uh, the daily plug for support uh, HR 2058 to change the grandfather date in the uh, Family Smoking Prevention Tobacco Control Act. Yeah. I'm sorry. Very, it's the, the food. It's the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act that, that we're talking about. Well, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, thank you for everything you do, Alex. Um, and thank you for coming on. Uh, if you haven't yet joined Casa, please join Casa. We can be found at casa.org. You can find us on our official Facebook page, which is the org Facebook page, or you can find us at the We Are Casa group on Facebook. We're on Twitter as Casa Media, Google Plus as just plain Casa, Casa Media on YouTube and on Instagram and on SoundCloud. Um, come join us so that we can help you help yourselves to stop the government from stopping you from enjoying tobacco harm reduction have a great night alex thank you for joining us likewise thank you very much thank you see you see you